Happy Monday, Liberty lovers. And if there's one thing that might help you through these dark coronavirus times, it might be getting your regular doses of CBD, always good for calming the mind and body, helping with inflammation, the aches and pains in the joints that uh, those like me that are quickly approaching the age of 40, often find themselves getting. And luckily for you, our amazing sponsors at the North Spokane Hemp Company deliver nationwide any order over $50. Head over to NorthSpokaneCBD.com for all your CBD needs. Tinctures, they have edibles, they have stuff for your dogs if your dogs have achy joints, as my big husky does. So please head over to NorthSpokaneCBD.com. Our sponsors can use your help now more than ever during these times, and you're going to want to use your discount code. That's discount code LIONS at checkout for 15% off your order. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. <laughs> All right, well... I have assembled quite a crew here today, my friends, because today, if you look at your calendar, do people have calendars anymore? If you look at your phone, might, you might see um, the date. The date currently is uh, April 20th. Some translate oh. that as 420. Others translate that as 42020 because it's also the year 2020, the month oh. 2020. So I guess I'll just introduce people in the order that I heard them speak already. So I, I have, I just heard Bird, <laughs> Bird from the FanCast. Bird, what's up? Howdy, how are you? Howdy, I'm, I'm f- fantastic. Uh, your partner in fagcastiness, Carr, is also here. Carr. Hey, Mark. He Thanks for having, a, ha- having me and Bird on. We also have a uh, resident expert on all things um, Freemasonry. <laughs> my, my man, Howie Snowden, the man who sent me down the path to the ideas of liberty, the man that's responsible for all of us being here right now, ultimately, Howie. I'm here. All right, and finally... <laughs> I know you're here. We already knew that. Finally, I've got a, a brand new guest, someone you've never heard in these forums before, but he's, a, he's an expert in many things weird, and we're going to get weird today. Paz, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I'm excited to make my debut. Thanks for having me. It's going fantastic, man. Since, uh, since you're new to the club here, new to these, these wild, wacky shows that I put together once in a while, why don't you just tell people out there who the hell you are, what the hell you do, and how did you get, how did you get here? How did you get involved in this, with this weird crew I've assembled? Yeah, so just a short little bio. Uh, my name's Dexter. My pseudonym is Dexter De La Paz. I've been hanging around the Twitterverse forever at the handle Dogman Respector, formerly the Minarch Cookbook. I've been into liberty politics since approximately 2011. But uh, as far as this genre for which I've become known, the uh, deep weirdness, it's kind of been a lifelong passion. You know, as a kid, I was always reading the Bigfoot books in the library and shit. And then as I matured into adulthood, I got a real fascination for the late night talk radio. Art Bell? Art Bell, he's my yeah. idol. Yeah. Was, I should say. Tragically, he was killed, but... Um, <laughs> R.I.P. So we get into that? Yeah. Was he killed Big killed? Rip. Was he conspiracy killed? Well, I'm, I like to say so. I find it pretty implausible that a person could OD on a medication they've been taking for seven years, but... You know, that's probably another matter. I remember Art Bell dying, and I don't remember. Any, I don't remember even thinking anything weird about the death. Maybe I just didn't see the conspiracy aspect of it. What can do you? Yeah, dive, you know, I, dive in the I don't either. And that's something that Paz and I have bonded over uh, is our mutual love for, for the Art death Bell. of Art Bell. Well, <laughs> yeah, yes, that's the brother. We met there. at the funeral, actually. Yeah, yeah, time. we high fived. Yeah. How now, long ago did he die? Uh, like two years. 
Yeah, that must have been like mid seventeen or so. Yeah, it's weird that I wouldn't haven't heard conspiracies about it yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's really not a whole lot to the conspiracy. The story goes that he died peacefully in his home after having a bad reaction or taking too much of one of his medications. And again, I just think that's kind of fishy because who ODs on something you've been taking for seven years? But I don't know if you're forgetting take a double dose or something. He was getting up there, had chronic health problems. It could happen. It could have. Did you guys all watch Unsolved Mysteries when you were younger as well? Yeah, sure did. I actually Man, did not, but th- that's Mm-mm. Unsolved Mysteries is why for like years I was terrified of aliens. Are you not anymore? <laughs> not <laughs> anymore. We got over it. Yeah, like, I think they're cool now. So I, I, now, I used to think though. they might pass just... like past like a year or two. And I by the time I was like thirty eight, so probably from like seven to thirty eight. Like I, I did not like watching alien movies. Even remember that one with the owl, like the fourth kind, I think it was called. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's that's a, good, a one. good one. That After I watched it and then I had to take the dogs out by myself, I was a little freaked out. Should we just scrap the, what we were going to talk about and talk about our top 10 best <laughs> alien movies? <laughs> I'll talk about anything. Right before the show, I gave, I gave a speech how we got to stay on topic. It's a nitney level show. We had one of our $50 a month uh, patrons uh, suggest this topic. I'm like, guys, we just got to at least, we got to hit the topic before we wander off. But I'm We obviously topic. blew that off uh, pretty quick. Was, well, <laughs> let me do my best. Really good laugh. Let me do my best to get into topic. Uh, you guys can arm yourselves with whatever you feel you need to arm yourselves and enter your body. I will not judge one way or the other. Uh, but in the meantime, gentleman by the name of Dylan House. He's a $50 a month patron, a member of our Nittany Level group. And well, he actually tossed a bunch of topics my way, but I, I narrowed it down a little bit because we're already going to be all over the place enough as it is with even a narrowed down topic. But he basically wanted us to look into uh, Freemasonry and... Mm-hmm. Um, as well as Satanism and occult practices in government. Now, I'm not saying, nor is he saying, that those are the same thing. I'll let Howie talk, talk to that part. But, uh, you know, there is all sorts of... I've always been fascinated by, like, things like the layout of Washington, D.C., and, like, the, how, the, how the city's laid out, and, like, a lot of the symbology in there. And I know a lot of those guys were Masons, too. But uh, why don't we just let Howie start things off? Because I, th- I think he might get defensive if I talk about Masons for, for too long. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> and I do have to make a disclaimer. Anything I say about Masonry is my own opinion. It does not represent any Grand Lodge statement or position. Exactly. So when Howie tells you they're not Satanists, the real opinion, <laughs> that's just his own thing. That doesn't mean they're not. To hey, be cl- that's what I only know my experience, but just to be clear, I'm speaking for myself and what I've seen. Not uh, any of, I'm in no official capacity. Fair enough. Your statement has been put on the record. But yeah. All right. I don't know where I want to start. I mean, Freemasonry is a fraternity. Well, t- tell us just what Freemasonry is to you. Like, just so for people that are just knowing it from this thing where they think it's a whole big conspiracy thing, that then that's sure, the only exposure sure. to it. What is it, it for your reality? Like, it's a fraternity. I, I guess the oldest fraternity right now, is, as far as I know. Um, people join for a lot of different reasons. Some people are interested in like the social aspect, like meeting other dudes or uh, some people are interested in like the charitable aspect. Some people are interested in like the history, but other people are interested. Do you like meeting other dudes? No, actually that that would be what Brian would. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to, I was, that was a perfect, you got my bait and you set it up perfectly. But uh, the other part that some people join for sometimes is the symbolism and like the esoteric meanings behind them, which, you know, nobody agrees on. That is actually what, I'm most interested in myself, but, and I'm probably not alone here. I think a lot of younger Masons join like interested in that kind of thing. And you don't really get it at Lodge a lot. Um, for a while I blamed the baby boomers. I felt like they all joined and they didn't care about that. They just wanted to like hang out. And, uh, but I don't know. I don't know what the truth is behind that, but I mean, they're, you know, we do use symbols and it's kind of, uh, 
seems to me to be a syncretic thing where they've kind of taken commonly used symbols. And in my opinion, I believe that there's deeper meanings to them than like the face level, like, oh, this is stands for this. And uh, to me, I think a lot of it comes from Hermeticism, which is like a Western mystery tradition. And I find it hard to believe that the people that put these rituals and degrees and things together with these symbols had a different meaning for them than the ones that had existed for hundreds of years already. So that's kind of my position in it. What, uh, what are some of these symbologies? Can you go into them or is this all, is this all top secret stuff? No. And, and that's one thing. There's hardly anything that's secret in Freemasonry. When people, if you ask a Mason, like, Oh, I can't tell you it's secret. They probably just don't know enough to be able to talk about it. Like things that are secret are like ways for one Mason to know another Mason, like secret, handshakes or signs or things like that or maybe like the exact verbatim words of rituals but uh you know most of this stuff's not um so i guess like one symbol that we could talk about are the square encompasses probably the most familiar that people would be um with masonry and this is not we are not told that it means this but to me when you place them over each other in that um shape represents a hexagram which is you know, a triangle pointing down and a triangle pointing up. It's, to me, I believe it represents the union of the the above and the below, the divine and the the man, and uh, stands for like a union of your spiritual and like earthly self. That's not like, you know, those are, that's my opinion. But I, a lot of this stuff, I think there's, you know, deeper meanings to them. All right. Who has questions for Howie from the class? What is, uh, the traditional which which pant leg do you reach up for the traditional masonic handy uh to know you're you're with another mason so <laughs> this is much different than uh me and mark's college fraternity phi kappa tau I, I okay could, uh, we, we could go over the the handy protocol for that but yeah okay. there is uh that's, that's funny that's actually like when i when i became a mason like my dad and my grandfather my great-grandfather been masons and i knew i'm like there's nothing I'm going to have to do. It's worse. I had to do to get into five capital. I'm like, this will be, the... and, and it's, and it's not like any, any person. You had to reach up both pant legs for the double <laughs> handy inside any, the pants. Any person from church. I think Full disclosure. There was nothing sexual in nature or, or physical abuse in our fraternity. I can, <laughs> I can state that fully and truly. Those are actually mental the two, on the other well, hand. A lot of, of CYA, a lot of CYA on this episode. Those, so those, far, are, those are actually the two rules in our fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to hit, hit you or make you do anything gay. <laughs> but everything else is on the table. <laughs> All right. So is there, is there any kind of common belief that Freemasonry is attached to Satanism or is that, is that just completely made up? And have you drinking? How many skulls have you drinking out of? So there is, um, I think it's we call now the Taxel hoax. This guy, I I think his name was Leo Taxel, but I don't know if you. If I can interject just real quick, that was that was his uh, pen name. He was a French muckraker who wrote under the name Leo Taxel. I went back and I reread all those documents before the show, assuming it'd be brought up. But okay, good, good. I'm glad you have. We have someone with research here. It's such a rarity. I only remember the the gist of things I read, so I'm glad you've got some facts. But uh, I don't. I think he might have been like kicked out of Mason or not accepted in or something. And he wrote all this shit about us being like Satan worshippers, and the stuff that he wrote was not true. And it you 
you would not be able to be a Satanist and become a Mason. As a matter of fact, you can't even be an atheist and become a Mason. You like the one non-negotiable is you have to believe in God. Posse, what do you what think about you that? What if you believed in him, but you believed you hated him and wanted him to fall. <laughs> if you kept it to yourself, you might get in. If you were outspoken about that, I don't think you would be voted in. A stupid thing to believe, though. <laughs> if, you, if you get as far as believing it, wouldn't you be like, fuck, that guy must be pretty strong. That guy's yeah. pretty red. I probably shouldn't fuck with this guy if he's real. Yeah, I probably angel. shouldn't fuck now with that guy. Well, didn't Lucifer get half the angels to go along with what Mark just... <laughs> um, yeah, I but I... Know I you know, half necessarily. I, I work in retail. I don't have wings. I don't have red skin. <laughs> I just work in retail. So really, I, I definitely don't question the boss. That's true. <laughs> I, might, I might be a little more cocksure if I was an angel. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. That's the quote of the episode, by the way. <laughs> I'd be a little more cocksure if I was an angel. <laughs> so, so pause. I don't know. What are, what are other reasons why people think Masons are Satanists? Well, almost all of it goes back to just that, the uh, Taxel hoax. And really what that boiled down to was this dude was a legit piece of shit. You know, we all think journalists are awful. Journalists are awful. But that's an old tradition. It didn't start in the modern media. This guy, his first hoax was a uh, bunch of papal defamation papers trying to tar and feather the Catholics. And when he couldn't catch an audience with that, he pivoted, claimed to convert, and then tried to start smearing the Masons. And that's where a lot of the later 19th century anti-Masonry came from, was his work, as opposed to the stuff that went on in the beginning of the century. But this guy claimed that he had uncovered all sorts of documents proving that they were Satan worshippers, when in fact he basically just made it up, as is a tradition among uh, muckrackers. And this guy went so far as to fabricate a letter from Albert Pike, who I think we can confidently claim is the father of modern masonry, to an Italian radical by the name of, uh, what was it? It was like Giuseppe Marzeni. Is that right? Anyways. And he placed. That's the name. Sounds believable to me. I'm in. He placed these. Well, I've got his name on my fact sheet right next to me. One second. <laughs> Get the fact sheet out. Oh, I think that fact sheet, sheet out. <laughs> that's that's what you. Kurt that's what he uses when he, before he goes on the, your show. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Giuseppe Mazzeni, not Marzeni. But this guy Taxel placed Mazzeni and Pike at the center of international masonry, and the key to the real Illuminati claiming that they invented the 33rd degree of masonry to initiate sufficiently accomplished and influential traditional masons into their order within an order. And that's, you know, entirely fabricated. Well, allegedly fabricated. There's more complications to that that we can get into later. But this alleged fabrication took off in newspapers all around the world, you know, and then all of a sudden that's where you get this belief that you've got these two top-level Masons conspiring to run the world, essentially. So do Freemasons run the world? Anybody can answer. I absolutely don't think so, personally. I think there's all sorts of shadow groups running the world, but the Masons writ large do not. No. How do you think there are higher levels to Masonry? There are obviously higher levels than you're at and that you don't know about, but do you think there's a... 
possibility that there's, <laughs> that there's, <laughs> there's stuff you don't know about at higher levels, maybe at people that are deeply involved in government that might be on, on levels you never ascend to because the honest people don't go that high. I don't know. I'm just uh, I mean, I'm here. sure it's possible, but I do know a lot of people at those higher levels. And just as a judge of character, I would be shocked if mm. anyone was involved in something like that. It, it, would, it seems unbelievable to me. All right. I'm sold. Masons are the good guys. That was easy. Yep. You know, but and that's actually another school of thought in conspiracy theory. It's become popular in recent years, if I can just point this out, yeah. to say that the Masons are actually good guys and it's the lizard people defaming them. <laughs> There's absolutely no reason to think this, but it's a really, really fun counterculture thing going on in internet conspiracy circles. I, I, I like it. I can I buy feel that un- I feel, unfortunately, that they're... Er- irrelevant and they're dying out as it is and it's part of it is like some of these like some of these like higher order like invitational honorary things that you can join have become just like supper clubs like it's oh it's cool i'm this now it's like they don't really do anything or it's just collecting honorary titles at there's a lot of people there's a lot of people unfortunately chasing titles and i don't like it i don't think i think it's against the spirit of masonry Hmm. But I mean, our, our last president that was a Mason was Ford. So not even have we had a president that was a Mason in my lifetime. So even if they were rocking and rolling with the controlling things, they haven't done a great job lately. <laughs> well, at least Ford not in capturing the presidency at any rate. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of U.S. congressmen right now and in the past that have also had lodge memberships. Now, the reason to discredit that is them controlling the U.S. government is because none of them seem to belong to the same lodges. Mm-hmm. which would be that more of an indicator than saying, oh, they just all happen to be in their local lodge. That doesn't mean anything. But. Pause, pause. Can you answer this for me? Masonry is like from... This is going to be a real I can tell the bird here. is under the effects of... The- uh, no, no, no. I, well, I am, but, but that's <laughs> not why. He's flowing right into it. This is going to be a real softball. Uh, I'm going to take a guess. The 1750s is about as old as Freemasonry is. It's not that old, right? Well, it's like the, as an organization. The, the first Grand Lodge split, formed in 1717, I believe. Right. So before then, it's just kind of like, oh, it existed, but not in this yeah, yeah, format. Yeah. Well, it's, so there's a lot of Masonic lore that would take uh-huh. it further back, though, right? It's sure. hard to confirm records, but you know, the talk of the town, again, in internet conspiracy circles and the reason people have been memeing them forever is because they are allegedly the descendants of the Knights Templar. And that's probably yeah. a lot from their, uh, just the honorary titles you choose to use. Right. So well, actually there, there might symbolism? be, there, there may be a bit to that. Um, so back when the Templars were persecuted, uh, they, you know, they arrested everybody on the same day, like the order, the secret orders went out. Um, in England, they didn't arrest anybody for like three months. The King of England at the time was, I can't remember the dude's name, but remember in Braveheart, the guy who was the King, his son that was gay, that guy was the King at the time. So I don't know if he's too busy doing gay stuff to like arrest anyone, but some people think in a minute, that some of the, the, uh, the Templars blended in with the stonemasons guilds, which, you know, is not Freemasonry as we know it today, but you know, Freemasonry grew out of these stonemasons guilds. So it's possible that, you know, these Templars now stonemasons, you know, some of their 
rituals and things might have bled into the the things that the Masons did and became part of what Masons do today. Well, I I think it's fair too to comment on the connection though, because like we were saying, there is so much omnipresent symbolism. And not just that, but the Mason Youth Organization is the Order of De Malay after yes. the last headmaster <laughs> of uh, the Knights Templar. That, that's right. I was actually just at the De Malay's officer installation virtually on Zoom on Saturday because we couldn't have it at the lodge. And, um, Today's episode is sponsored by Zoom. And we do have an appendant body in Masonry, uh, Knights Templar, which I'm a member of, which obviously is you know, rooted in Templarism, you know, whether there's a real connection or not, you know, those ideals and things that they believe that the Templars stood for is what they promote. And, you know, just so, to keep the talk flowing here, that is also yeah, fodder for conspiracy, of course, though, right? Because we all know the legends about the Templars proper and why they were arrested on Friday the 13th. You know, the origin of our modern cultural boogeyman is their mass arrest. And there was well, yeah. all sorts of things they were involved in, you know, supposedly they were Gnosticism. You believe the Pope? <laughs> well, I don't believe the Pope or the King of France, but I also don't necessarily believe the first international bankers either. So, <laughs> I was going to say, that, that was a big, basically like a big bank breakup. Yeah, essentially, it was the first yeah. government monopoly action. If you want to treat it that That's, way, no, King, absolutely. King Philip needed money. Is the bottom line. So, the, so what I, I guess what I wonder is the reason why I asked when it was created is because I, I figure, so if it was only created in the 1700s. Well, that was when the first Grand Lodge was formed. I would, yeah, but right, I, I would the, posit the, it at least existed for like a hundred years before that. So let's say 1600s. At, but how how did it exist if there's no organizational format? In local lodges. Like in what I way? Mean, when, when this oh, okay. Grand Lodge formed, it was local lodges that already existed. That and local, so how did local, the local, how did local, the local lodges form? So it was, it was much more secret then. And that was when this Grand Lodge started and came out and it was like in public, hey, we're the Grand Lodge. A lot of lodges are excited about, about that. Oh, so, it's, like, so it started in secret and it develops into local lodges, which eventually, as people become more accepting of it or whatever the case may be, they all unite and they create this great lodge. That's how the Great Lodge comes into being. Grand so there Lodge, was yes. an organizational system before. Okay, because what I wonder is, and honestly, 1600 really isn't that big of a leap. No, 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 no. There. What is the grand conspiracy about Freemasons? I don't even really, to be honest with you, know what the grand conspiracy about Freemasons is. And like whether or not it has to do with them controlling the world. I, I think well, a lot of you want to take this or should I? It's way more you, fun to think how he's part of an organization that controls the world. <laughs> yeah. I've known him yeah. for this long. Here, it makes I, me think he's not. It's just I'm, weird because it's like the Masons don't do anything that ostensibly like leads to them controlling the world the way that the Knights Templar controlled like 90% of the banking in Europe. So there's, there's a couple things to point out. One, I think a lot of that comes from the fact a lot of our founding fathers, like George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, and a lot of those people are all Freemasons. Dude, can I, can I just say, I, I went to a buddy's wedding in Philly. Uh, and he had his wedding at the Masonic Lodge in Philly. You guys may remember me DMing, DMing you about that. <laughs> I actually officiated the wedding, which was a blast. But I was walking, so I had a lot of downtime at the at the at the the Masonic Hall there while everybody else was doing their practice shit or whatever. And I walked into like these rooms where they would have all the pictures of everybody that was part of that Masonic Lodge, I guess. And it was insane. It was like literally every single founding father. It was uh, you could just walk down. And you're like, okay, that's. Every every single person. 
Yeah. So there's that aspect with the founding fathers. I think that plays a lot into it. Another is the whole Illuminati thing, which the Illuminati was um, <coughs> pretty much there was a Masonic Lodge and this guy, Adam Weishaupt and some other people kind of like took it over and started doing their own thing. And there are these self-important, ridiculous assholes. They didn't control or run the world or do anything. They ended up, you know, they were suppressed. They were banned. You know, there is no more Bavarian Illuminati. I don't know now if conspiracy ter- theorists use the term Illuminati for something else, like just like uh, a term to describe these powers that be, the bee pigs or whatever. <laughs> but the the actual that old that Illuminati that did exist is done. If we're calling something else Illuminati, great. But I want it to. I want to be clear that it's not that that came out of a Masonic lodge, which wasn't a Masonic thing, anyways. It was some people that like took over a lodge for their own purposes. Yeah. So the answer to that is people do absolutely think that there is a direct Illuminati heritage buried within Freemasonry. And that's the claim in the conspiracy world, in the conspiracy circuit. Now, as you're saying, I think that's pretty unlikely that they could have maintained that sort of hidden superstructure for hundreds of years. But I do not think it's unreasonable that sufficiently motivated bad actors or sociopaths could claim that mantle and still use that uh, intellectual heritage as a disguise for their own malfeasance. Oh, I 100% agree. Malfeasance, that's a great word. I should really put nice. that into the, the lexicon more. It's good. This malfeasance it, 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 will not stand. Speaking of Illuminati, do you find it interesting, pause you specifically, but uh, I mean, Howie, you might think this is funny too. Do you think it's funny that the guy who created um, the Illuminati, whatever his name was, the Bavarian guy who created it? Adam Weishaupt. Uh, yeah, he went to a, a, a Jesuit school and learned everything he knew from Jesuits. Oh, just like, just get, like get, me. Well, I mean, get paused started on the Jesuits. <laughs> funny or deeply ironic, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it is like before Saul Alinsky, that was they were the organizers. <laughs> the you know, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, the the uh, Jesuits are still boogeyman number one, you know, at least for me. <laughs> I've noticed that I've noticed and and I'm not in their religious world and I know that this does border in, in into conspiracy uh so at that, that I am in I'm that world to do a, a little lot bit. more than border here today come on but yeah well right <laughs> I, so, I didn't bring on this crew to just border can right we... so, so I, I went to a Jesuit high school and I remember we went on this trip oh, to CPAC one year and this, like where this, is going. this Jesuit priest was driving the bus and I was oh, making no. some libertarian argument about how we shouldn't have welfare any of this, this stuff. This guy, he, even in high school He, got, on the he bus. got so angry, he went to turn on like the turn signal, like slammed it down. Oh, man. So pissed off. I'm like, he hey, I think sneak people a hand sh- up the pant should leg? just voluntarily help people. I don't think... How he's been and... ruffling these feathers for a long time. But no, yeah. I... I enjoy Every it. time I get on here, how he's fired up about something. Really? You remember last time? Oh my God. Everybody, he was staring into the camera. I was going to say the best part <laughs> is we, uh, we now know for a fact when that episode happened, go back and listen to episode 420. Exactly. That um, was episode 420. The last time I how he was, how he was on absolutely at the peak of his, of his performance. <laughs> it was I peak, was terrified. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he was very. He was very. Oh, yeah, for you guys, it was the first time to really see. The, the he was in his full because stance. he would because <laughs> microphone is to the side of his computer, and so he would just unload like the most insane shit. We were, you know, you know, it was it was four twenty. So you know, what, take it as you will, and <clears throat> how he would just unload 
just just drop off of a package of insanity for us and then just and then just slowly <laughs> and then run, turn the and, and stare into the stare into the, the camera <laughs> like jesus what do you think of that <laughs> oh man so we got these freemasons right organization is about as old as the 1600s not that old right i mean it's old but as far as world organizations go uh, ignatius of loyola is from 1272 Uh, i can't find it i can't spell that oh i mean really i think we should blame the jesuits for the illuminati not the freemasons i'm fine with that perhaps (laughs) i'm I'm ready to convict them let's make this conspiracy court i'll steal from you guys (laughs) conspiracy court so the thing with loyola was he was the first counter reformer right and that's where the jesuits actually came out of right right? well that's right that was his thing was he was like i could break up a protest (laughs) that was he was was really the first pinkerton is what he was he's a papal pinkerton (laughs) yeah i mean pretty much (laughs) he was like injured in the war before he came all religious oh yeah he was a beast he fought in battle and then he was like no i'm i don't even like like a cannonball to the knee became a priest yeah. Cannonball to the D? Is that what you just to said? To the knee. Yeah. Oh. To the D. Well, functionally <laughs> to the D. That thing will take the whole fucking leg right with it, D. you know? He was also Basque, so you have to consider that. Ooh, he probably had type negative blood then. <laughs> yeah, he well, it's highly possible. Blood traits, right? <laughs> are type negative. blood. <laughs> the, the Basque very, had the Very good blood percentage. boy. Very good, very good. Yeah. How he's big so, on the blood, so the blood how, how he's on to something here, though, you know, if we want to get into the woo a little bit, the Basque <laughs> oh, culture no. and genetic makeup is actually almost not. I don't know what the woo is, I, but I do know I want to not, Please do not try and Keep going, Paz, keep going. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. 2020 <laughs> Wuhan coronavirus <laughs> pandemic. Oh, no, it's got nothing to do with that. It's W-O-O's blood type. It's W-O-O, just like the woo. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that Ignatius of Loyola having like, that you know, blood type. Woo-woo. You never heard that before? But, uh, no, the, I haven't. The Basque culture <laughs> and sort of genetic makeup is one of the oldest in Europe, and we don't yes. really know where it comes from. They're just these right. mountain people that have always been there. Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, oh, so that that's the think? thought, right? That's that where it think? gets weird. Uh, that's what I think. Uh-huh. No, I like to attribute it actually to possible giant heritage. Oh, oh great. Oh, Here we go. The Nephilim. It could, it could have been Wow. Nephilim, hey, uh, whoever was your Patreon subscriber who asked all those questions, <laughs> really sorry because Paz will say something like that, and now I just have to pursue that. Sorry, Dylan. We need to hear about giants, please. <laughs> well, th- there's not much more to hear. I'm just saying the fact that he was not much more to hear. Specific. No. Just th- there's giants. a lot more to hear. I'm just yeah, not giants. trying to so much more to hear. your show with my shit. You know. No, no. That's why no, you're please here. Please do. Please do. I don't think you understand. This is exactly why you're here. So please. But, uh, <laughs> it's like the movie Speed, but we want you to take it. Yeah. Pause. Please, can we, pause. Can we do this? Can we start from the near beginning? So let's talk start about from the dawn of man, about- if you could. Let's talk about where the giants. Let's talk about where we can read about the giants. Where the giants come from. Well, so the book I always recommend to everyone is Giants on Record. It's by written by two of the premier giantologists. It's oh my god! I so want to change my career to giantology. It's so good. I do too. It's such a good mark. Mark, I'm almost forty. Mark, it's such a good book. Okay. Yeah, I actually managed to get Bird to read it. It's really fantastic. I'm going to order it's it right so now. It's so good. That's how it was yeah. written by these two gentlemen, it. Jim Vieira and Hugh Newman. And they've devoted basically this whole phase of their lives, you know, the last decade plus, to unearthing giant skeletons and megalithic sites wow, around North awesome. America and Europe. And so they stay pretty agnostic on what they think the actual origins of the giants are. 
but there's a few positive theories that they're either the children of the biblical Nephilim, they are either the descendants of Denisovan DNA, or that they're just something else, just another branch of humanity that stayed around and developed can long you, enough. Can you explain can humans. you explain who the Denisovans were? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people <laughs> who don't know who the Denisovans were. I can't wait yeah. till hour five of this. Like now, can you explain that last thing you mentioned? <laughs> just quickly, just quick. They were basically like the Neanderthal. Like they were just well, another. Well, they were another separate and distinct branch yes. of humanity that yeah. allegedly got bred out. And right. they're actually fairly new on the scene. You know, mainstream researchers haven't even begun to work on them yet because but of it the is barriers mainstream. around it's archaeology. A mainstream thing. This is not a, uh, you know, a positive. No, thing. that's real. No, it's real. I mean, we don't know. Pause. Do we know whether or not the dinosaur, like we know that the. We know they were real. Were, because, no, 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 not real. The Neanderthals were stocky and short, right? So do no, we know that yeah. the Denisovans well, were tall stocky. and. So the Neanderthals were Girthy. slightly bigger than humans and very broad. Yeah, but the Denisovans larger were, brains too. I'd like to point out. Yes, the Denisovans, <laughs> however, were even bigger. They were humans literal actual giants. Than now? Oh, is this the case? Is that the case that they really were giants archaeologically? Their bones are like really big. Yeah, they are not giants in the sense that uh, Vieira and human found these skeletons, but they uh -huh. were the next size below that. You know, they were regularly big. seven okay. feet tall or so. Didn't, oh, they find, didn't they find like a molar that was like the size of a, I, I want to say fist, but that can't be right. You know what's crazy? I can't even order this Giants on Record book on Amazon on Kindle because there's mm -hmm. a note there saying that because of supply difficulty, we can't get a copy of this book to you right now. But even if it has the Kindle option, <laughs> Digitally? it has the Kindle option, but still says because of supply issues, I can't buy it even as a No. Copy. That makes no... Oh, what? No. Are we losing if, bites? If you're guys? determined oh, hey, to read it, I will somebody, mail you my copy if necessary. Somebody throw that to the... Masonry. I'll search. That's I'll wild. <laughs> That's part, that's like order. they start blocking out books. They send us into FEMA yep. camps. And don't want to learn yeah, about maybe giants. They realize Look, if, if I have to go out Cooper giants. style, though, I will. I'm not letting the cops take me. Yeah, hell yeah. Hey, Jump I, out I, that plane, doggy. I feel it's important to point out the Neanderthals <laughs> and the Denisovans interbred with humans. Yes, they could all interbreed with one another. That's right. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it is estimated that uh, the Denisovan people survived about as long as the uh, intro, uh, intro into the Younger Dryas, which would put you at about 12,000 or so BC. Um, and it's very possible that their specific build and uh, uh, whatever their environmental conditions were, they just were not uh, capable of withstanding the Younger Dryas's uh, rapid decrease in temperatures. Um, so it's probably they were all just wiped out by by you know weather like global weather changes um but it is also i mean interesting to think that like <laughs> they got flooded out like like it says in the bible isn't that that's part of it right is that if you the flood happened so they're pretty distinct theories for what it's worth bird you know right among the very small field that giantology is it does tend to devolve into camps either you're a biblical origin truther and it's literally in fallen angel bloodline or your oh no this is just human evolution shit. right but i'm it's saying what i think is really that. interesting is that that period of time the younger dryas i think you and i agree on this is probably the time that the biblical floods occur in yeah yeah i think and, that's and, reasonable and it is and interesting to think that camp I'm in. Um, it is interesting to think that the the archaeology behind the Denisovans places mainly their like the the main exit of that group of people around the same time. 
Yeah, well, it shows what an antichrist that modern science is, is that it can't escape <laughs> yes. biblical lore even though it's trying to. Here we go. Yes! You know, what science a, what, is literally Satan. It's the I great opposer to faith so traditions. Hard. I just flexed <laughs> what extremely a, hard. What a... What year is it? What or what year era, or like what era are you guys talking about? That, that, that like you're saying fourteen thousand years ago. Uh, it would be fourteen thousand years ago. The younger Dryas is some period of time between thirteen thousand BC and eleven thousand BC, or something like that. Oh, never mind. I'm wrong. Hey there, Liberty Kitties. Time to take a quick time out to tell you about one of our longtime supporters. His name is Tyler Colford, and he goes by the pseudonym. Crypto Man. That's his rapping name. That's right. He is a rapper as well. He does some awesome stuff and he recently produced a track called Free Ross. And the Ross in question is of course Ross Ulbricht, the creator of the Silk Road Marketplace who was sentenced to two life sentences for creating that marketplace. Yes, it was a black market indeed of all sorts of things including drugs, consensual transactions which libertarians are completely in favor of. There were no victims and there were no crimes as far as we're concerned so please do check out the track free ross it was just released on friday march 27th the 35th birthday of ross albrecht and 100 percent of the proceeds will go to the free ross foundation which is uh helping to free ross and bring more awareness to his situation do check out the links i will put them all over at lionsofliberty.com slash free ross for ease of use you can also pre-order it on google play again 100 percent of the proceeds of this track will be going to help free ross still wonder why there's an overpopulation in the prison system persecuting crimes and there is no victim parents to win time separating children perpetuating crime to a future generation something like that but but it happens to be the same time that the denisovans disappear off of the neanderthals disappear a lot earlier oh but wait a second this is talking about the flood so that would have been i was i was in my mind the the flood is associated with the the rise and fall of temperatures to where there was massive ice melts that caused massive floods across like no no no, no. that's not what happened (laughs) oh boy here we go. There, what do you mean? There were multiple asteroid strikes into the Arctic, which like melted Greenland, yeah, the North, Greenland. North Pole, like instantaneously, and it just unleashed this wave of water. I think flooded, there are periodic which is actually the Ham Hancock well, theory. Correct is that? Uh, yes, yes, impacts yes. caused it. Yes. That's Hancock theory, which there's support for the because they just, there's more they, and more scientific evidence for it. That's right. I know they we don't believe in science. The, as long as you go up the right pant leg. Well, look, you guys can believe in science if you want to i'm just staking out <laughs> well, that i'm firmly anti-science personally they just <laughs> called, well, they, they they more or less they call well that's right so that graham hancock would say that the younger driest period was a matter of weeks right is that is that not what he would virtually say virtually instantaneously in the yeah yeah because of the now. meteor the because of the varying meteor impact so whatever it that's was the only thing that, that would really explain such a sudden climate change like other climate change would take some well you'd be surprised more. there's a there's a few theories in that i mean you can i've been binge watching joe rogan's episodes with robert shock and graham hancock and i, I mean the ogs Dude, the ogs they're, yeah. they're so they're good so, they have there's so many very interesting theories like shock's theories uh has to do with um Solar induced dark age, I believe he calls it. Like it has to do with um, yeah, the sun gets weeks. just a little too dim. Did you yeah, guys yeah. know the dark ages were actually dark? Like outside, it was dark. I didn't know that. Is that real? What does that mean? I, that came up on. No. I think Shock brought that up in Joe Rogan's thing. I don't know if it was some atmospheric thing, whatever, but it was literally like dark. Oh, that's weird. What? Well, and that's <laughs> still a concern that happen. modern astronomers are talking about, right? The idea that if the sun weakens even just a little, there'll be literally nothing to prevent it. 
That's yeah. That, really that's what, well. That's what that's shock. That, that's part of shock theory. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait. Well, so I, the dark ages were. What does that yeah. mean? Like during the day, it was dark like it, out. It or? wasn't just that. Like science and innovation was gone. It was, no, no. It was. Fucking it was dark slightly. Outside. Was it slightly <laughs> dimmer or was it? dark it wasn't like night 24 oh, 7 right. but it was it was dark. they're just saying it was darker than dimmer than now yeah hmm. for what it reason co- it, it, might, it coincides with some it coincides with some environmental thing uh, i right because didn't chemtrails. wasn't there uh wasn't there like a <laughs> when the chemtrails uh, began in the, the 1600s <laughs> the they, they're still out they're still out there i thought with all the coronavirus the planes wouldn't be flying and have clear skies but not so in northern virginia but how he's busted it on chem chemtrail patrol I, well, well yeah. Monica Perez Citizens is always talking control. about it, so I got to go yeah. outside and look up in the sky. I'm like, chemtrails have always been close to my heart. <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, you know, it's, it's one of my first conspiracies. Was chemtrails? Yeah, and uh, I can't say I fully let it go because I no, saw I get, weird yeah, things. I mean, yeah. as someone who, they're a little too thick to be contrails, right? You know, it wouldn't yeah, be bright white if it was just I, water. I grew up with planes. My dad knows about planes. He talks about ca- contrails. And those things don't act like regular contrails. And maybe there's, I'm not saying there's not an explanation that maybe not, might not be conspiratorial. I, I don't know what it I is. Saw a Did plane, someone, I saw a plane the other day. When they spread out across the sky, it's wild. I saw a plane the other day and there was no trail behind it. Explain that. Shouldn't well, it have had one it can, if it's... I mean, it checkmate, atheist. <laughs> Could someone just go out there with a, something that collects air samples and figure out if there's a change? The chem, uh, chemtrail tester? Can we just, I mean, how hard could it possibly be? I think there's already figure out just get a just order a, overnight a chemtrail tester on Amazon and how then hard just, could it just po- get well, up there and just I mean, if you're going to allege see. that it's a chemical, you should be able to find it, right? You should be able to figure out what it is. Well, I think, I think that's, uh, I think that's something that, well, in, in terms of the pro chemtrail camps, uh, you know, that I think they say that there's a lot of heavy metals being pumped into the air, like aluminum oxides yeah. and, and then it's like activated and, by the 5G. So yeah, go on well, to stand under a, on a flying down. plane it's magnified and figure out if there's an increase in metals underneath. Well, they, that, I think well, the studies have shown a lot of that's that. That's what these, like, guys like in, in these documentaries do. Well, then that's a chemtrip, but then that's I don't a know what they're testing. I'm just like, I well, know. right. I think that ultimately it's like, you have no idea what it's connected to. It's like they're, they're measuring like heavy metals in groundwater and shit like that. Like, right, well, but we've got aluminum the, in our deodorant too. Though. Yeah, All you would I'm think that is, with the availability... Well, you know, that's why you got to use a natural deodorant too. With the availability you don't of... You want to be pumping of, your body full of aluminum. While, with the availability of chemtrail testers on Amazon, you would think that somebody would have just done this by now. I don't, I don't really <laughs> well, Unless they have... How hard could it be to get an air sample? How hard Car- could it be to get an air sample? It's not hard to get the sample. It's hard to survive the collection crew they send after you. This whole thing, this this all reminds me of in the army when like a new person would show up. You tell them you need to get an exhaust sample. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wait this. a minute, I get like a garbage bag. Try yeah. like, we, would, like, hey. we would do the same thing in a in, when I worked in a kitchen with like bacon stretcher. Like, yo, we're, we need the bacon stretcher. Go, go, go next door to the restaurant to get you know the one next door. Like, like get us a need, bacon stretcher. You need to go to the office get an ID ten T yeah. form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So listen, when when I went to Virginia, we went to Langley. This was maybe yeah. when I was 12. We went yeah. to Langley and we got to see the CIA headquarters. This it's when, when you were signing your life away for the re- for for uh, to be an a disinfo an... podcaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So that's like the that's the that then. that's the uh, that's the tension between the two co-hosts that keeps people coming back is that he is My a disinfo agent and I'm. Just well, that would be surprising considering I'm not the one that looks like Pete Buttigieg that I would have the CIA connection. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. 
whatever. <laughs> anyway, sir. So I was. Uh, we went to the. We went to Langley. We went to the CIA. Cor- <laughs> we went to the CIA headquarters. At the CIA headquarters, I noticed that there were planes that were flying above the CIA headquarters because you'd notice that. I mean, there's all kinds of shit going on in Langley. What if they had chemtrails over them? Why are they doing that? Why would well, they be they doing would, that? They wouldn't be atmosphere bombing their own headquarters, though. I want they? somebody watching over Langley to figure out whether or not the planes over Langley distribute chemtrails. Because if they do, <laughs> and the CIA is getting chemmed, then what, exa- what are they planning? Who's Very doing weird. it? Were you in the old building with like the nice fancy like a uh, No, you know, I was you... in the the George Bush No, 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 wait. I don't remember I, what year I was when I was 12, it, so I'm not sure. Cuz I was so surprised. I was there for a meeting and like the building, I think it's the older one. When you walk in the like lobby, it's really nice. It's like what you'll see in all the movies. Uh-huh. With like uh, the names on the wall and stuff yes. like that. But the rest yeah, a meeting that, or a sermon, Howie. The rest of that meeting was a, <laughs> the rest of that meeting was a piece of shit. And it's like I'm like, oh, I'm so disappointed. I thought say Did you guys get to see the big black Saturn's cube they've got sitting there? No, I no. don't remember what I'm surprised oh, that's not at the NSA. Cube. I just I just want to know that Especially I, if I, I can tie it back into Satanist and occult stuff, but Oh, feel, feel confident we can. can. That's I why I bring can. it up. I know. Yeah, I think it's feel, the perfect. Feel good segment. about it. Do you think the Kaaba in Mecca? This is, is amazing. We're going to weave through giants to chemtrails back mm-hmm. to the Saturn's cube, right into. Do you think the recreating Kaaba, the topography of conspiracy theory is the Kaaba in Mecca uh, Saturn's cube? Yeah. Well, I think that's the. Uh, <clears throat> I should say that's the allegation of a lot of conspiracy theorists. Sure as heck looks like it. Is that you've got these black cubes and centers of power, both in the east and in the west as a sort of you know symbol of unity among this lizard people elite that rule us that's the allegation that's what that Mossad organization that harvey weinstein hired to harass women was called wasn't it black cube yeah yeah you know the black cube <laughs> symbolism is everywhere Jesus. so, so wh- what's i guess this ties into the pedophiles and- it's is oh. it because is there's, there's something on saturn thing. that looks exactly like that is that that's where that phrase comes from yeah the allegation is that when you were the allegation, I want to be very clear. This is the allegation. It's not yours. Is it's that what exists out there? Yeah the the allegation. The story goes is that Satan is actually a stand stand in for Saturn worship, and mm-hmm. among starseed theorists, the idea is that the evil among us originates from a astrological obsession or an ancient worship of Saturn that predates all modern religions. And the idea is that these cults of power through various mystery schools have transmitted their worship. And that's why you see these black cubes of power at various locations around the world. There is an active Saturn cult. I can't think of the name of it. Saturnalia. Well, no, that's the holiday. Yeah, no. that's the old pagan tradition. But what but. not the, there is a, what is that? Act? It's based out of Europe. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> that's how 99% of how he rants and, and no matter how long they've gone on eventually he gets know. to a point where he says ah, I don't know never mind um, the, the cube on Saturn itself because can we talk about that or it's actually is it a hex it's a hexagon right <laughs> but that's, which is the same as like a cube if it's a yeah cube. it's that it's that massive literally atmosphere sized hurricane thing yeah, on and, Saturn and you can look this up on you know NASA's photos whether you believe those or not to be photos that's a different story but you can look them up and they're there and they're you know <laughs> it's a real thing on Saturn to the extent that Saturn is real <laughs> yeah yeah so that's the thing too you know we're told that it's this geological 
or atmospheric event that's just never ended on Saturn. But yeah. frankly, the edges are just a little too clean when you look at the pictures. It's so yeah. it's, how can a storm stay um, as a perfect hexagon? Like that, it's, that makes it's, zero yeah, sense. I was going to say, it's not a little too clean. It's clean. It's completely clean. Yeah. It's clean. Like, and here's the thing. Up. Here's the thing you got to like, you have to understand. Ooh, geometric I'm going to send you guys a link in the chat and it's of a Twitter thread, but the first picture in it is pretty. It's unbelievable. Crazy. Geometric shapes don't exist in nature. Like, like they really well, like shapes with so, with lines. They really don't exist in nature. Well, that's the saying, though, right? There's no such thing as a right angle in nature. No, there's not. There really isn't. There's circles and they there's other things that break off of circles. Oh, that's that's a very succinct uh, uh, geometric belief, right there. There's circles and is. things that break off of break circles. off of circles. <laughs> it might actually about, be true, is. though. What about like the golden ratio, all that stuff that we find in nature all the time? Yeah, but that's it's just a, yeah, yeah, it's well, all a lie. I mean, more more or less, that's just a like an instrumental observation of something that it's our a senses crutch. have to come up with. It's a crush for the mentally so, weak. I don't know. It's I mean, cope. it's just it's the thing you it's notice. Cope. Yeah, cope. I'm about to open this thread right now. Yeah, oh, I haven't boy. read the whole Oh, wait, thread, but... is it, are you talking about the, the top there? Yeah. Did you guys send it to oh. me? That's not really a cube. It, it's in the zoo. It's a hexagon. Okay, yeah, yeah I've seen this thread like a billion times. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it, the whole thread. But it's a good one. It's a succinct yeah. summation of this theory. I'll try to include this in the show notes if I remember about it. By the time so I this Saturn it. stuff, though, is pretty dark. It's not... I mean, it is, it is a cube because a cube and a hexagon are the same right, thing in exactly. a three-dimensional space. It is, it is the same thing. Oh, wait. Which is exactly what, what it... Well, if you tilt a if you uh, tilt a cube, tilt it, right, it becomes exactly. a hexagon. It's a matter of perspective. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It does. If you unfold a cube. Oh, if you unfold, no, if you tilt a... it. No, you just have to tilt right. it. Right. You have the two points or whatever. Yeah. How? Yeah. You, how which could is it, how it is sitting like in, it, in a lot of these places? Yeah. In a perspective, if you look at the like, and you can actually see it demonstrated by some like like certain. I mean, you could see it in the thread. Uh, like how, I don't know, a statues. Cube has, a cube has four sides, though, not six. No, no, but it's not a matter of sides. It's a matter of perspective. The way that you look at it, it forms the same shape. That's why I said in a three D space, it forms the same the same shape. If you project a yeah, cube you, that's right. tilted against, like if you have a flashlight, a cube, and a and the shadow on the wall, if you tilt it so that the other two sides that are not in the two D oh, space. Okay, I could. All right, that. so here's the big yeah. question. If so, it's been, interesting. I don't know. If, if there's an ancient worship of Saturn's then that's where Satanism derives from. And their symbol is this black cube hexagon thing that exists on Saturn. Then how on earth did they know? Like it, it really postures that there's a whole different, there's a lot more to that than Saturn worship. Like they, how would they be able to even, you, we can only see this now in the last you know 20 years or 30 years or whatever we have this technology. Well, we see, that's not technology. necessarily the case though. Yeah, that's right? not necessarily because true. Because we know that that's the ancient the peoples were extremely proficient astronomers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the that thing was about, the first science was astronomy. The thing about, and the only, I think we, this we ties can't us back see to the that. Dan Hancock thing of that there was a much more advanced civilization that we've ever given credit for before. But yes. the thing, the thing about about that that's easy to understand is the minute that you have the production of glass, you can have any sort of study that occurs the same way that it occurs today. Lenses are the same. Lenses don't change. So you could have easily had in Babylonian times, which isn't even that long ago. It's about six hundred A.D. You could easily have had telescopes. Wait, wait, wait. Babylonian times or 600 AD? Well, yeah, late Babylonian era is about, what, 600 
Not 600 AD. You're thinking BC. 600 BC. Okay, see, That's you could have easily had end of Babylonian, the very end, right. But yeah, so you could have easily had societies. I mean, like that, which were so obsessed with astrological phenomenon, producing massive lenses. I mean, we don't have any evidence of this, but like. If a lens breaks, there's not really much evidence of it well, anymore. If anyway. a lens breaks in the woods, does it really break? <laughs> in it Babylon, depends on what you want your threshold for evidence to be, though. Like, you guys no have heard there. of the uh, Greek shipwreck in the Mediterranean, right? That supposedly has a fully functioning, astronomically programmed uh, mechanical computer? It has a fully functioning MS-DOS computer. <laughs> Whoa, in the 280s. I mean, maybe not quite that, but something similar, yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, in computer science class, we learned DOS. Very good. <laughs> That's just how old I don't even I know what DOS is. That screeched the show to the hall. You don't know what DOS is? I don't even know oh my God, you don't know what DOS is? That blows my mind. Nah, I don't know what that is. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah, of course I know what toss is. Uh, <laughs> the fact that the fact that we wouldn't we use the computer, we you just rope doped me into a very exciting experience. You see, can see some very sophisticated things like calendars, like I mean lenses. They were studying. I mean, they had a full understanding of the cosmos way earlier than you'd think that they would. Oh, yeah. There's certain There's planets. There's a plethora of evidence for that. I mean, yeah. even the ways that ancient cities uh, are laid out, like Teotihuacan in Mexico, uh, the, the Egyptian pyramids. They clearly represent the, uh, represent cosmology and knowledge of the cosmos that we that theoretically men couldn't have known back then. Yeah, right. And so I, I don't think that. it would be that hard to believe that maybe. I don't actually think that the thing about them looking at the black cube of Saturn or whatever you want to call it, the hexagon of Saturn, I don't actually think that that's the case. Saturn is, I believe Saturn is tilted away. Saturn's tilted like away from us as far as where that cube yeah, is. Yeah, they took their spaceships there. The, yeah, the, the flyover thing caught the picture. We've never seen it from a telescope, right? No, I, I'm I, saying the ancient people took, sent their spaceships there. Oh, the Anunnaki. The right. that well, were by the giants. The Anunnaki exactly. sent their rockets there to tilt right. Saturn exactly. away so that people couldn't exactly. see the other Because they were sick of right. seeing it. And so well, right. Yeah. So you guys just are joking, but that's kind of the school of thought, oh, I'm, right? I was not actually celestial joking. Celestial bodies were uh, <laughs> differently aligned at different points in the past. You know, we don't right. know how Saturn was aligned 12,000 years this ago. This is like the game show I wanted to have once where you try to make up a conspiracy and then you see if it's real and it, like half the time it is. <laughs> or like if it's a real yeah. experience. That's right. Yeah. that's right. Well, we know. I mean, we we know a lot that that Egypt is older than we've always been told that it was. At this point, where it's where it's pretty clear that the Egyptian civilization reaches yeah, back even, to maybe even the mainstream is starting to accept it a little bit. Has well, to be. I mean, when you when you see a, a a monument like Gobekli Tepe, which they say the mainstream says that it was created by. Well, that's in Turkey, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah. It is. But but the the culture, at least linguistically. Oh, uh, it's related to Egypt. No, no, no. At least linguistically, periods. the migration of peoples travels north to south from Turkey to Egypt, linguistically, <laughs> modern language. Uh, but regardless, the fact that you have something like Gobekli Tepe, which was created by hunter-gatherers, they say, which I don't believe is true, but there's no positive evidence saying otherwise. If that was created by hunter-gatherers in, what do they say, Paz, 9,000 BC? Yeah, in that neighborhood. 9,000 BC? And, and it's a mega structure. Yeah, it's cute. We don't even know how big it is. I, there's absolutely no way that yeah, we are. We also some guys we, foraging for food. They're like, hey, while we're digging up scraps and like trying to kill squirrels here so we can eat tonight, why don't we just punt, put a punt, build this massive mega structure? Hunter gatherer right. builders. Yeah. Hunter, yeah. Hunter gatherers don't build mega structures, right? They might build something like 
Hey guys, it's 4:20 p.m. on the on the Pacific oh, Coast. FYI. There you go. Shout out to the Pacific Coast. It's 4:20 p.m., which is of no relevance other than it's virtually anything. nothing. I don't. Really it's know not important to me. At 7:20, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes hmm. makes no consequence. Even if it was 4:20, it wouldn't be important to me. I don't know what that is. <laughs> because I'm because I'm point. straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did they used to call that place in Turkey? Like way back in the day, was that like? What do you mean? The pub. No, <laughs> I mean like a, it's like Cappadocia. No, like uh, you, Cappad- Cappad- oh, Gamma. you mean the Roman name of of Turkey is? Uh, let's find out. Anatolia. Yeah. No, I just Anatolia. want to say I think Hermes Trismegistus is from the same place area as like where we find Gobekli Tepe. You know? Hermes Trismegistus is from. Oh, I think I thought he was Greek, but um. No, 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 no. He's from what's now he, Turkey. Oh, but is he from the the coast of Turkey, which was ostensibly Greek until much later? Because uh, he might have just been a Greek living in Turkey. Because for a long he, time, aren't we all Greeks? He was a contemporary. In Turkey. He, was yeah. a contem- <laughs> he was a contemporary of Jesus. I don't think the Greeks owned Turkey at that time. Oh, was he a contemporary of Jesus? I didn't know he was yeah. around that late. I thought he was. Oh around. yeah. Was, Isn't he, oh no, I, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Apollonius Satiana. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because the idea of Hermes is I, way older. I was the Apollonius Satiana. My bad. Well, there you go. Well, so if, <laughs> if I can rewind this just a moment here in the pause. Bird, you were saying something about the Egyptians uh, having migrated south, possibly from... Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. I, I'm just the only relation there being that, that language travels north-south. That was the only reason why I said that, because Carr brought it up. I don't, I don't think okay. that's the case. I do think that's actually... We could get into this. I do think that that's the case for the biblical Hebrews but I don't actually think that that's the case for all people. Um, I do happen to think that from day you have, you have Noah's landing on which this is attested to at least uh, uh, in the accounts is you have Noah's landing on Ararat, which is in Northern Turkey, almost in, up in Georgia yeah. and Noah's direct family members eventually travel South into Mesopotamia and they get taken over to Egypt. So that is actually how that specific group tracks, but that's not, anything in general i just thought that was interesting so just the reason that's brain worming for me is that i've been thinking a lot about the origins of the gypsies lately you know i've had a big brain worm about the romani people Uh, roma yeah yeah. people we're gonna get to everybody today this is they're from india we're coming for (laughs) you (laughs) i didn't wait they're from india yeah Yeah. well linguistically linguistically they're from india like the 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 irish gypsies yeah. Well, again, linguistically, we, they're from India. We don't know if genetically, if all of them are from India. Hey, man, they're travelers. They traveled. Right, yeah. Well, right, but there are. We have a lot of them down here. Participate in that culture that most definitely have ancestors that don't track to southern India. Like I don't Irish. know. I've got. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I, I've got a li- I'm not, mostly Irish. I've got a little bit of Indian DNA. Well, Do the you? Irish, yeah. the Irish travelers, are not genetically related to the actual Irish. <laughs> no, no, no. Which is crazy. <laughs> What? I don't know why that was so funny to me. That the way you said that they're not actually related to the Irish. <laughs> it's a big, so it's I a big Like I'm like I'm like aggravated about it. <laughs> all of our all of our Irish lips. I'm like trying to fit a puzzle together. Some guy, it's some guy walking down the street in Ireland. And he's like, wait a minute, you guys aren't Irish. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> I got it fucking disconnected. What happened? I don't know. Uh, I was just the, the Irish yeah. were. You didn't miss much. The gypsies. Nothing I was important. talking about the gypsies being from India, and then 
Bird was saying, no, well, linguistically, and he was saying, the Irish travelers, they aren't really Irish. Well, that's what I said, because we have we have a lot of travelers down here, and they travel between tech, like North Texas and Oklahoma and, and cause, like, you know, whatever, a bunch of ruckus. And uh, <laughs> and so I was looking them up one day, and I and I didn't realize, like, I guess their, their genetic makeup somewhat traces to Ireland, but it's not, like, related to the Anglo-Saxon Irish. It's or is Irish. or is genetically Celtic enough, Irish, not or whatever, Asians. whatever. The don't yeah, I don't Irish. care. I don't care. Yeah, the Indo Irish, the Indian Irish, the Indo Irish people. But they, but they, but they look like you know not Indian. All right, how can we tie the Iro the Iro Indian? No, that's a different. Irish now you're Indian. in Iran. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Irish Indian gypsies into occult practices and government. I'm oh, circling us back. Easy. Now we need to I'm talk about us back um, in. Now we need to talk about Babylonian occultism in modern politics. If you want to get into that, now Please. we can absolutely talk about that. Oh, so like when you sent me a picture point. of Moloch. Like, oh yeah, that's right. About my, sorry, my, sorry, Freemason meeting last. I mean, sorry, no, this this doesn't fit right now. But at some point, we have to mention that what's that spirit cooking woman's name? The what? Uh, oh, Marianne, Marianne Williamson. Marina Abramovich. Oh my down my downstairs oh, yeah, neighbor. Yeah. Did you my see, downstairs neighbor? Did you see that she was just in the new Microsoft commercial? Yeah, how weird is that? So don't what? take vaccines from Bill Gates. <laughs> I think that's a lesson we should all take. I'm serious. She's my downstairs neighbor. I'm I'm almost convinced. I she her, the first name is Marina. The last name yeah. is not. I'm I'm Abramovich. It's not a it's not Abramovich, and I'm not going to dox them. But they look exactly like her, and the first name is Marina in the mail. And I only know that because we live in the same Have area. Have you seen her? Yes, and she looks exact. It's like stunningly close wow. I, like Dude, that woman it's, it's looks actually not that for, uh, crazy of a she looks really good for being like 80 she looks well, fantastic when you're drinking the blood of children Howie. then yeah she's fantastic. You, you look good too if you yeah she's got children. a lot of a lot then of stem ex- cells then, ex- then explain around. hillary clinton to me sir she didn't take enough <laughs> <laughs> she's actually a man the, the evil within her rots her quicker than she can replace she just hates the taste <laughs> <laughs> the Dratochrome is the thing, so she never takes her. I'm having face. flashbacks to our conversation, Bird. No, but really though, <laughs> can you guys believe she's in the new Microsoft commercial? Tell people out there who she is, Howie, for those that aren't on the inside like us that know everything about this stuff. And yeah, a lot, silence, a lot sorry. of a lot of people will call her the Satanist spirit cooking woman, but I feel like the term Satanist the gets. I feel like the, the term um, Satanist gets thrown around a lot. I don't know if it really fits or not, but she's not right. <laughs> and. Like she has all this weird art and like all these strange celebrities are associated with her too. And she, um, I think she came up in like the internet scene around uh, the Podesta the pe- stuff around. Yeah. The Podesta, Podesta emails. Podesta? Right. He was invited to her, one of her spirit cooking right. parties. Yeah. That was in the emails. Right. Like eat, like now that that's closed that. by the way, now that that's closed and we can have time to, we finally had our time to reflect on that whole situation. How much of Pizzagate do we think was real? Uh, all of it. <laughs> all, all of it. Yep. Yeah. I think an alarming amount. <laughs> Though I can't, yeah, prove maybe it. an alarming ma- amount might be a better, you know, an alarming you amount, Pizzagate. which Pizzagate could be ten percent. If Pizzagate is so, just the idea that there's some, there's a lot of pedophiles in high levels of power, and some of them use pizza as an allegory for child fucking, then yeah, it's real as fuck. Yeah, oh boy, wow. Did you see uh, the Epstein's accusers? Uh, their case got thrown out of court. Yep, sure yeah. did. Yeah, it's, pedophiles run the world. Well, it sure seems that way. Dark. And I want to know when that started. This is more and fun when we were talking about giants. And they're not yeah. Freemasons. <laughs> and they're not Freemasons. Oh, boy. Yeah. If we're know. all small and giants are all big, 
Does mm-hmm. that mean that all giants are pedophiles? Yes. Wow. Okay. That's- if they interbred with us. <laughs> I love Mark. Mark. Wow. If they interbred with us in a way. This is the deepest I wow. thought, at least today. In, <laughs> the deepest I thought in weeks. Yeah. In, in conclusion, Marina Abramovich, born in Belgrade, which I didn't know that. There you go. The I remember seeing that when I looked her up. And like, Bird's wow, neighbor is like Marina Abramovich. You're like, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think it might be her. It really could be. It really could be. So what do you um, guys... Oh, go ahead. I well, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, uh, seventy-three years of age, Marina Abramovich is, and she's in a Microsoft commercial. <laughs> I don't just don't know like those two things satanic, are strange. I don't know what is. I don't. So, yeah, I don't understand really. The, the, I, do you, do you usually see old people in Microsoft commercials? Uh, there could be something ageist there. People there directly associated with there. Bill Gates imagery. was uh, Jeffrey Epstein buddy too. And he was spending all this money. Uh, in fairness, uh, he did say he deeply regretted meeting money, meeting up with him. Oh yeah, I'm sure for, he did. For I a would weekend, too. For a weekend excursion. <laughs> yeah, well, I would but, too now. Yeah, of course. But I mean, how should. do you guys feel about if all of a sudden Bill Gates is like, "Oh, I've got a coronavirus vaccine. Are you getting it if it's not mandatory?" I don't well, want gonna, it if it's he, not from Bill well, Gates. But I was going to say really, he has from Bill Gates. I really don't want it. He, I mean, he wants the invested in seventeen institutions. I think it was came out. He's going to be involved in the creation of a vaccine. Yeah. yeah. The other day, yeah, Odie, I mean, Odie on Facebook posed the question, why, why are people upset about Bill Gates? So what, what's the top 17 reasons we can just make, doesn't need to be 17. see now. I don't know how to feel about Bill Gates anymore because that whole thing about where he said population control was due to the fact that they were going to inject people with shit and use abortive services. Yeah, how does that make like, sense? Like well, how, well, how does the it actually does that? It actually scientifically does. I've seen the demonstration of how that actually happens. I, the, the way that they've but tracked I, how t- that occurs. What's the scientific explanation for why vaccines should help with population? Okay, hold, hold on. Well, hold this, on. And, it, and it's not vaccines? good. It's not good science, but the, 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 what the, it, and it's not good science, but the theory is, and, and no if he believes this, he could, be, and, and that is true. The theory is it's shown at least in Western countries that, that the correlation is that the more vaccinated the population is, the lower the birth rate. And so it isn't the idea that the vaccines are going to be killing people in order to lower the population. It's the idea that the more well, yeah. people that you have vaccinated, the less they want to have children. So it's, I don't know it, why that is. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't make direct, any sense. We've that's seen what that the study shows. I don't, in India yeah. already. Well, right? to, 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 but yeah, that, to, to give him the benefit of the doubt here, that's something that you observe in populations where the uh, child mortality rate drops. Like, yes. is that right. you yes. just have yes. fewer children per and, family? And yes. societies that take more vaccines are typically just the more medically advanced societies, and those societies that are that experience more economic growth yeah. also have less children because they're busy working and like for other reasons that. I mean, and you would imagine seeing more vaccines in those same societies. But that's right. right. Yeah, it's so like no a correlation matter, cause. So the, the the what Bill Gates said, the statement that Bill Gates said can be. T- taken in many ways right but it can be taken in at least that way so, so counter I, I, counter I was, counter arguments well you the can counter counter argument, argument, you could you can counter, counter argument argue. is that his vaccine caused direct infertility in well, the northern indian population that's not his vaccine that actually came through a completely different company that developed it he just contributed money to the specific study counter arguments his dad was ahead of planned parenthood which has been trying to wipe out the black population well i'm not uh, even arguing well listen <laughs> what i'm what all i'm saying is and that the whole that thing specific is, that specific he, moment that people point to where he's on stage talking about population control that one specific moment oh yeah right, right. Has i know least, what you're saying that's all i'm saying 
What, one there's, moment there's also something high. something wrong with people who think the population is an issue when all <laughs> the scientists, I know we don't believe in scientists, but all the evidence indicates that it's going to plateau and start going down I was gonna indefi- say, indefinitely. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna a plateau. problem. It's yeah, not it's a gonna, problem. If anything, it, the apparent, opposite might end up being the problem. It, apparently, it's the, his like life's goal to decrease the population now, and it's ridiculous. There's no reason. There's no need. There really, and, I mean, there really isn't. And, and I just think he's a wealthy guy with a lot of his his company, Marina Abramovich and Jeffrey Epstein, and the fact that his dad was had to Planned Parenthood makes me not feel good about any of this. And I don't well, like his. He's been, a, he's been a boogeyman for a long time. Yeah. I do you know, not some like, of it might is, be a misunderstanding, and some of it might no, not no, no, be. It's, it's hard it, to know, but it's not. A, it doesn't even need to be a misunderstanding. You don't have to assume anything about Bill Gates to know that he has an interest in population control. <laughs> if he wasn't, you don't have to assume anything. If he wasn't hanging out with Maria. Abramovitz, I would think that he's just a true believer who has a lot of money because I know a lot of people that believe this stuff. So I would just think that. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's why it's not hard and, for me to think he believes that. But, his yeah, but then ID, he's hanging out with the spirit cookers and you're like, oh, I don't know. Maybe his ID2020 thing should be of concern to all of us too. The vaccine where you get also a microchip injected in where you well, can be look, scanned so on to that see note, what vaccines you've had or not. On that note, I'm far more concerned about the mark of the beast being a surveillance device than I am about it killing me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I am way more concerned about being a vehicle for the surveillance state than I am anything else. In his mind, I feel like he's saying, why not both? <laughs> now, where are you, now, where are you hearing that there's an injection that uh, get, puts a microchip inside of you? Bill Gates. I haven't heard that. that. It, Bill Gates' ID2020 plan. He's, he's, he's he has said it recently. It. As the, as okay. yeah, I haven't even He, he brought it up that. in his recent Reddit Ask Me Anything. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, not a there'd be that's some his, sort of RFID tagging device that would have a list of whatever vaccinations you have and whichever ones yeah, you do. You would get a microchip, and then that microchip would also, every time you get a vaccine, they would you know update the microchip so that for now on they could just scan the microchip. And of course, the implication being at, at some point, you would be required to have this microchip and have it scanned for certain <laughs> vaccines in order to do who knows what. Maybe it's just work. Maybe it's to get on a plane. Maybe it's to buy food. Leave your house. But it's not iPad. even about the vaccines, right? It's about that it's becoming about control. a controlling and tracking mechanism. Right. Oh, I understand. So it's not the idea that's the, the, that the microchip in and of itself presents a problem. It's that once everybody gets a microchip, you can start to do things with that. Is that right. what you're trying to Suddenly say? Suddenly yeah, everything they, on it. Okay. Oh, now that we have digital currency and you didn't get your vaccine, you can't use your bank account. You and can't then the microchip will be your you bank can't. account. And if you don't do the XYZ, then you can't access that either. And I would it's just like possible. to point out that our heroes or my heroes, Art Bell and William Cooper, were predicting this as early as the early 90s. You know, this is something that's been in the works for a long time now. Bill Cooper also predicted the use of school shootings to increase support for gun control. That Behold a pale horse. horse. Yep. Yeah. So if you're and into so, weirdness and conspiracies, check out Behold the Pale the Horse. The fact that the Bill and Melinda Gates Association, in conjunction with John Hopkins and the World Economic Forum, had a pandemic exercise in October of last year, a month before this whole recent one started, that it had to do with a novel coronavirus that came from bats. But in the thing, it did go to pigs, then to humans, but we didn't see that. But the way this is all playing out is just like all of that. I'm not saying that they caused it. I actually don't think that they did. But I really think that the way this exercise worked out and the things they were calling for are what he's pushing for and what maybe it's just, you know, exploiting a crisis like Rahm Emanuel was quoted as saying, like, 
they're trying to get this stuff through. And these people think they're better and smarter and know what's the best for everyone. And I don't trust anything they're doing and I don't like it. Are you talking about, um, what was that name? What was the name of a cult? Event 201? Are you talking yeah, about when John Hopkins ran Event 201? Yes. Right. And then it happened yeah. and now we're there? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I need to look more into Event 201. As far as I remember, it didn't, I didn't predict coronavirus. It was, I don't know. I, yeah, I, it was, it was, it was it, they called it a novel coronavirus. Some people think that's why they start calling it COVID. Yeah, so it I don't know. I, I, yeah, well, I don't know. You I, know if I you want to, to go with the actual name of the thing, though, the proper name of the virus strain is SARS COVID whatever. Yeah, yeah COVID 19. COVID 19 yeah. is the disease that the virus causes. Right. The I virus think, itself is SARS 2 something. And, and, and the coronavirus is as common as the common cold. It's just a family. Coronavirus this, this, is family is a no, this is a novel coronavirus. It has its own clade. It's a, it's a family, and we're different. very pro-family here. It's a new type of coronavirus <laughs> that we didn't know about before, but that is the same term as how I was saying that they used in the Event 201 simulation, which is the same term that the media was using when it first came out, but now you, now you usually hear COVID or you hear something else. Yeah. I think it's relevant to call but it, it COVID didn't, for what Right, but it didn't. Again, that's, that's the disease. Sure. Yes, it did not predict COVID. It predicted a coronavirus. Well, it used it, it a coronavirus concur- strain. It said it predicted a novel coronavirus. Right, but every, yeah, but why would you run a test on a coronavirus? I mean, it's just to say novel just means it's a new coronavirus, but coronavirus is mutated. Which is what time. we have now, which is what... I know, but... but, but the, it's the same. A, I know, but what I'm saying is, if, if you were going to run a test on a global pandemic, you would run it on one of two viruses, a coronavirus or an influenza virus. Why would you run it on it? I mean, those are the two most transmittable viruses. Yeah, I think I understand what Bird's saying yeah, is yeah, that okay. it just seems like the likely candidate to do an exercise for something. Right, right. That's why I'm not saying that they cause it. I think it leaks. Oh, no. Yeah, I wasn't trying to insinuate Wuhan that. Institute of Virology. But it's odd timing, isn't it? It is. It's odd timing. <laughs> I mean, and, yes. it's at least weird timing, if nothing else. Well, you and know, knows, people like know. me make our bread and butter on odd coincidences and weird yeah. timing. Though. It could just be more evidence this is a simulation. I kind of want to fit, yeah. fit into to a completely a conspiracy podcast and just ditch all this philosophy stuff. I so thought, oh, this is a conspiracy corner? I was going to say. It is now. I mean, <laughs> when, we, when did we talk about philosophy? You know I, well, not you guys. I mean, my normal show that I do on every oh, single yeah. Monday here on the flagship line. Yeah, podcast. abandon that. But yeah, these are the most fun it. ones, honestly. Come over to, hey, man, we got a third, to the we got a third spot. What? What would be ironic spot the, the most show. ironic thing in the world would be if you guys start a podcast somewhat somewhat mi- mimicking us and then i end up converting that podcast into somewhat of an imitation of you now that well, all i hear is that you guys are trying to horn in on the gaslight hour that's, that's true because yeah, yeah. really pause was the first one who out of this crew created a podcast that was purely conspiracy theories can we all just you know you know there's talks of it there's talks of a new show there's talks of a new show called Rico and Howie, similar Ooh. to Rick and oh, Morty. Man. That sounds crazy. Rico and Howie, that would be how it starts. <laughs> That's how the next coronavirus this. outbreak starts. I don't need <laughs> any more description to know that I love it already. Oh, man. Uh, is, is it where you guys are roommates and then every day you recap the day together and who you know, <laughs> left something in the fridge that was gross? And we'll who, see. Who, it, who we had microwave. a lot of plans when I was drunk, but then I'm like, oh, it seems like a lot of work. And it's kind wow. of falling on the... But, I mean, I even did like contact dance moms. Like, how much is it for opening like intro music and stuff? <laughs> oh, we're getting there. I think you should do it. I support it right now. To Sorry. contribute to the idea of Howie, uh, Howie, do it through Lions of Liberty. To contribute to the Howie idea of, of the new podcast, join the Lions of Liberty Pride on Patreon at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Asterisk, none of that money will likely go to Howie. Anyway, moving along. <laughs> 
There you go. And maybe that money could go to us, perhaps. Mm. I don't know if it when quite works. That you guys way. were trying to get each 50% of my output. Best I can do is 49.5 each. Okay, what fair enough. We'll talk. You are like hard. It. You know what, Howie? And that's why I like you, Howie, because you're a silver-tongued uh, debater, right? Well, that I was made, an incredible I birthed move. you as a podcast. I, I read so the I art of the that. deal. I'm not getting <laughs> I read the art of the I deal. I want 23% of each of Car and Bird's 49.5%. <laughs> no. That's my and the only reason why is because I don't believe in math. Math, math is, is just a another satanic pursuit. Yeah. That's right. Math was invented by Pythagoras, and it didn't hey, exist hey, before. Hey, hey, Well-known heathen. Let's not wait. Come on now. I'm not going to be a part of this. All right. Can we, <laughs> can we, can we tie in a, a slight minor 10 minute discussion about current occult practices in government right now? Oh, oh yeah. Fully Buddy, I can give you four hours on it. If you let me, okay. Give me <laughs> the first. You take the floor. You got the, facts. give me the Go first. Ahead. I'll give you, minutes. I'll give you an <laughs> occult. I'll give you an occult practice right now. I'll give you an occult practice right at this very moment. I Let's just want it. to make sure. It's just what we could all do at home. Uh, yeah, I mean, it actually is. <laughs> the very basis of the idea of the occult comes from the word occultation, obviously, which means to hide or to, to, to obscure, right? So you want to talk about occultation happening in government. Well, we just had uh, State Representative Thomas Massey come out and lambast the Congress for its closed-door meetings to decide how the rest of us are supposed to live our lives during this pandemic. So if you want to talk about occultism in government, I can't think of a better version of that than the obscurantist way that the Congress conducts itself during times of crisis, where they hide everything they do behind, a, 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 I don't know what you would say, velvet curtains, and they a whisper veil. about how much money Tom Cotton is going to shovel over to Iowa in the agricultural part of the bill that they passed through, which denies massive amounts of money where it needs to be put in favor of more pork for uh, the farming industry, which has been failing for decades. Mexico uh, will pay for it, though. So that's yeah, part right. of your occult, uh, I would say, occult ritualism that occurs for the government to be able to maintain its institutions is it hides behind these curtains and it makes deals with uh, 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 powerful members of society in order to uh, control us and shift our money around. So there you go. There's my version of an occult practice in government. And I would like to be very clear in that bird is correct. That is all occult. That is all yes. also <laughs> Satanist bullshit. That is yes. very evil. And you should hate the federal Congress. But what I think we're talking about when we want to get into government occultism is when we're talking about things like the Finders, where the CIA was using a network of child porn rapist groups to hide their safe houses, and how these organizations were caught with taking pictures of naked children holding severed goat heads. Yeah, that's more what we were I did, going I did for. not expect that, that sentence to end in, in severed goat I, heads. I, what, I, what I did for pause was I was like, here's how that happens. And I threw up the ball and pause <laughs> said, ah, I got you. Tom and crush it. Yeah. Yeah. Hands it, it under it, the it, arm. You, you can look this up, though. There was oh, a, really, you can. It, it was released in what vault was it? That is it was, freaking wild. The documents of the investigation were declassified back in early November. That's right. Yeah, the FBI declassified them. Yeah. But the allegations have been ongoing since literally these people were first busted by the Tallahassee police in 1970-something. And it, it's literally these, this group, and I keep calling them a cult, though there's no evidence of a religious practice. These people were kidnapping children. They were keeping them in just squalid living conditions 
and they were exploiting them for child pornography. And it comes out later when the Tallahassee police tried to arrest some of their members that they got protection from the federal government and the investigation was totally swept aside. Now, people thought that was the end of it. And what I'm talking about with these declassified documents is proof that the FBI also looked into it and got hushed up. Wow, kind of like with Epstein. Yeah, well, fucking exactly. Well, I was, like well, was going to say, the, the, it, I suppose. Epstein, I would go so far as to suggest Epstein directly traces to the finders. I personally am not prepared to go that far. Yeah, the way I, know, I see I, this, the way I see this whole thing going is the finders were around from, we know that their organization started in the 40s. We don't know if at that time it was a child exploitation cult. We do know that by the 70s it had become one before local police in Florida yeah. finally shut them down and put the pressure on it. Yeah, things happen though. You start a club, you, you just start off by playing softball and things get a little out of hand. Next thing you That's know, right. you're exploiting children. It's just... These things yeah, it happens. You know, the next thing you We've know, you're there. exploiting children oh. and the CIA is hiding agents in your yeah, house. You know, the, 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 the weird the thing is, the, the, I want to talk about that Epstein tie that Bird was trying to tie in for a second, though. Because while the Finders thing allegedly ended in the 70s, then you have to transition to the Franklin Network after that and get into the satanic ritual abuse that was allegedly and later proven to be happening in U.S. preschools. And then after Franklin got shut down, Epstein appeared on the scene two years after that. So uh, that there so is an interceding like the link torch. in the chain. I think that Epstein took up the torch from the Franklin yes. network and that the finders That's were right. unrelated to Franklin. Oh, no. See, I, I happen to think they were all interrelated. Well, it, it just seems to me that they had to have been separate networks because no, the finders mm. were pretty clearly a CIA front. But the Franklin Network seemed to be more subservient to the RNC and national political organizations as opposed to an intelligence agency. Mm, oh, really? Yeah. The Republican National Committee? Yeah, dog. The Franklin <laughs> I did not know this. The, the Franklin Network and the Boys Town scandal all arose because Republican donors and shit were getting popped with these child prostitutes. So they were using this organization to funnel money in and funnel the children over to donors that were sending their money you know, yeah. to these organizations. Mm. Yeah, and you know, this is the kind oh, of thing wow. that needs to get treated as its whole episode, whether on your show or somewhere else. But yeah, the Franklin Network was not at the behest of an intelligence agency. Have you done a whole episode the, on this one, Paz? I touched on it when Mance had me. Had yeah, me I was going to say you had. Anything we, mentioned, anything we mentioned today that you guys haven't remember and think of an episode where we talk about it in more depth, I'll be happy to link to all of, you know, send people down various rabbit holes because there's so, you know, any single thing we've mentioned in this whole show could be done four or five hours on easy. Yeah. So yeah. if I can yeah. actually drop a plug. Yeah, for, absolutely. For just that's that reason. All, that's why we're all here to plug our shit. Or how we my, show the fat cast. <laughs> my, my home <laughs> podcast is the Gaslight. Rico and Howie. But we don't Rico we Howie. don't actually <laughs> produce that prolifically at the Gaslight Hour. My like, guest I, I appearances think they show up like once a month. My guest so. appearances with everyone else gets archived on uh, library.tv, the Crypto Project LBRY. Oh, cool. So any of your listeners who want to check out me specifically on someone's show can go and look there. The channel's name is Dogman Respector, like my Twitter handle. Cool. But I've got all my appearances with the Fagcast there. I've got my appearance with Mance. I've got my appearance with Sounds Like Liberty. 
If you want to hear me somewhere other than my own show, I've got a library channel for it. Awesome. Hey, Mark, did it wasn't one of your first shows with the library founder guy? Yeah, yeah. Jeremy yeah, I thought so. had him on back in the day. And real quick, Boss, I got a question for you. Me and Mark almost got sucked into this cult when we were at Woodstock. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to rephrase the beginning of this call, story. Call, called the Howie Stratton. almost got sucked into a cult when, <laughs> yeah, I, happened yeah, yeah. To, when I happened Howie to be with him. Howie did get sucked into it. <laughs> we were at, well, how I can, I can, how I can tell the rest of the story. They were, they were called the 12 Tribes. Do you From know Woodstock, anything about Woodstock them? 99 for context here. Are, are, are they a bad cult? <laughs> I, I have never heard of them. So they were, this, they were offering us like a very cheap meal. I think a $6, which is cheap for a Woodstock 99, you know. And it's looked delicious. I think it might have been vegan. Next thing you know, Howie's reading reading some literature and talking sure. about maybe no, we no, should, no. I, maybe I, we I, should I just join say, these guys. I just no, I would was not saying that. I'd save the literature just my in case I ever yeah. screwed up my life. I'd have a fallback plan. Oh yeah, it was the fallback. But plan. All, all I can remember is yeah. like the guys talking. Mark's drunk and. He we kept might have actually like made over, a over, over, over and over again. The guy would get like a couple sentences in and Mark would be like, wait a second, how many tribes are there again? It's like, it's like 12, 12, like the 12 tribes. Are there. Like, okay, okay. And then two minutes later, wait, wait, but how many tribes are there? Well, I, don't even I just want to be very clear all, with you guys. We're talking about cults at music festivals, but the real concern with music festivals is the frequency of Mothman sightings at them. Oh, yeah. We did have the riot. I'm so glad one. Mothman has come up in, in the midst of all this. The Mothman. I, I recently watched that. The Beast with No picture. Neck for the OG fags in the audience. Yep, that's, that's right. right. That's Wait, right. Is there really a correlation of Mothman settings with large music festivals? No neck. There and is, especially my, in Michigan and Florida. So here's my new conspiracy. COVID is really cover to shut down large gatherings and events like music festivals to try to quell the real threat of the Mothman. Well, the Mothman's our friend. He's going to save us from the government. Sometimes. He's warning of, yeah. of disaster, supposedly. Well, we well, need no, the that's, I should, now more I, than listen, ever. I was going to say, I should, <laughs> I should really rephrase what I said. I don't want to give undue credit to Mothman. But Mothman isn't really, I wouldn't say Mothman is really so, so much concerned about us as he is kind of obsessed with his own image. And that's why he always tells us when disasters are coming. Because so you're saying he's a sort of Mothman. lighthouse warning of well, rocks. The Mothman yeah, is a uh, cloud chaser is what it a, is. A lighthouse who, who burns via the motivation of his own ego. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a great fuel. Yeah. It, and, it, and you know what? Wait, if is you're he an Lucifer? egoist, makes perfect sense. Is he Lucifer? No, well, he's not Lucifer. Look, he's the Mothman. There's some reason well, they both to believe got the that ego are demons. But... Yeah, a lot of people... Yeah, a lot of people... Our demons, I mean, that's a fact. I mean, the, the, the Greek word demon it just means wise spirit. I, th- I, I think that we just kind of cast all spirits in this demon light. I don't know. Well, are, you going to, I don't, are you going to trust a wise spirit? <laughs> I mean, those are actively just, trying to manipulate you. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe we shouldn't slander all of them. I am perfectly comfortable slandering I'll all slander. spirits except the I'll Holy Spirit. Slander the shit out of everything. Even of like deceased humans? That. Yeah, why well, not? I if think bad. That I'm not comfortable slamming any spirits because I believe in too many possibilities that they could all be real. So I'm not. Well, no, they're uh, absolutely real, and that's why you need to be afraid of them. No. Well, I just, don't, I just don't trust <laughs> what I'm told, so I have to like judge for myself. Fuck them. Come get me, spirits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Zozo, if you're listening, Pazuzu, yeah, fuck come you, at Zozo. Me. Hey, 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 let's not let's not conjure any bad juju into our lives here. Well, my <laughs> life, I'm fine. Listen, <laughs> listen, buddy, it's the quarantine. <laughs> Now's the perfect time to see what 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 kind of cojones the demons are working with. Are you yeah. the one trying to like summon succubi? 
No, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to have sex with a demon. That sounds terrible. They somebody on Twitter. Like they, who is somebody was talking about that on Twitter? I was, I was bitching about line. people trying no. to do it. That was me. I saw some try, who's about trying people. to do it. No, I, I feel like con- randoms. Uh, I don't <laughs> randoms. Know. This is actually my favorite part of the show that we're coming to. This is the part where I spend twenty minutes trying to end the show and wrap things up so I can go eat dinner, but I can't because everyone wants to talk. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. It actually is my favorite part. So please continue. Well, if, if Parker, you need to we, shut me up, go ahead. But no, 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 I'm I can go for I, it. I'm, I'm, actually, hey, I'm no, actually not joking. I've got <laughs> speakeasy beers to drink. Hey, so I'm either Rick, dropping off or we're wrapping this thing up. No, we're going oh, to wrap say, it in a uh, minute. Hey, we could wrap it up, but Randos on Twitter are trying to summon Succubi, and I think the well, people should know. I'm fine dropping off. <laughs> what I want to do is I was going to say, uh, Mark, why don't you just let it run and me and Howie and Paz will go for the next four hours? Nah, I got it. I got a pee. So I got a pee. I got a pee. I already went to pee. I just made Howie's bladder. Now, uh, here's what bladder, I want to do. Andrew. I want everyone to plug their shit and plug their stuff and plug it hard and plug it good. And I also want everyone to give a closing statement of what they've learned today. And starting with, uh, let's start with Bird. Hi, my name is Bird Arkist. And I'm here to tell you about the Friends Against Government podcast. We're a show that prioritizes liberty. And no, nah, I don't want to do this. Uh, go and see <laughs> the Friends Against Government podcast on any podcatcher you can. Follow me at Carcampit and follow my co-host at Bird Arkist. And uh, that's about it, right? That's all we do, right? That's, all right. that's, it. that's it. That's all, all right. we got. Car's just going to say what he said. So then we're yep. good. Or do you have your Mirrored. own What have you learned? No, I wouldn't know. Would, would you, you like my submission as to what, what I've learned today or would you like that at the end? I would like it now. Okay. So what I learned um, today was that we, we really just need to do another one of these. Yeah, that's what I've learned too. I've learned that it's silly of me to only block off two hours for a potential. You kn- yeah, you knew that wasn't, you, we'd need about a four and hour. Then up, in, and then show up 30 minutes late. I was going to say, I factored in the, the technical <laughs> difficulties that would, so that I, it really, it's a really a 90 minute window with 30 minutes of technicals <laughs> planned in. It is interesting that before we had any technical difficulties, you anticipated you'd need 15 extra minutes. Yeah, yeah. There was like <laughs> layers of, yeah, yeah. It was like a crumple zone on the front of a Volvo. This is, all, this is the behind the scenes look for 420, my friends. Um, <laughs> there you go. Car, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I, I need to know what you learned today, of course. And if you want to, play, uh, yeah, I, I, I besides, learned... do you do anything besides uh, the fat cast you want to plug? No, car nothing. I sit, I sit here in in my office, uh, you know, rotating your camera and rotating my me. camera based on my different computers that fail Did on me. And then I just three D printer yet? No, not yet. It's it's uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Pull that trigger, come on. I might. Yeah. Try, use your uh, Trump bucks. I, I think this might be the right mix for maybe a, a monthly or two. I don't know. Some kind of summit of of conspiracy talk. Summit I, I'm, of the I'm minds. Just, I'm just floating ideas. Yes, the greatest minds on the greatest of the meeting of the minds. And I think if we keep sure. doing this, we will get to the to the grand unifying theory of everything we might. eventually. We very well. We might. almost got there. We already tied in the chemtrails okay. to the giants. Well, I, I want to be very clear that there is no unified field theory for ah, conspiracy. Well, anyone who tries to plug a unified field <laughs> right. theory is a That's federal right. agent. I yes, was just about to do it, but I'm glad that I know that now. No, you don't exposed. want to do that because you would be creating a science if you did that. Right, which is not which is not real. Is string, which is theory, bull- is string yes. theory bullshit too or not? I refuse to learn what string theory is because it sounds like <laughs> science. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I it want to do science. a whole show about Dexter's science. Position. It's 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 a Mikio Kaku thing. It's uh, oh <laughs> oh we could do hey uh, Mark if you if you want we could do the whole uh, irrationalist theory for you because Paz and I have been collaborating on that for a while. Let's do it, but not right now. <laughs> no, well we not, well how many extra hours you got four extra you said you had three extra hours. Let's begin. No, I, I have no extra hours <laughs> for you at this point. My hours get less and less the more the more we go on. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the reverse exponential. Um, Car, what'd you learn today? I learned that I spent a lot of time and money on an engineering degree when science is, in fact, either not real or satanic. So it's, you know, right. you live and you learn. That's good. Dexter, you already plugged, but you can replug anything you would like to emphasize. And um, I don't know if you learned anything because you've taught us so much already, but maybe you sure. have. So my name is Dexter. I go pseudonym by the pseudonym. Pseudonymally. Dexter, yeah. <laughs> By the uh, pseudonym Dexter De La Paz. You can find my Twitter at Dogman Respector. It is where I am the most active. We should do my a whole show just podcast. About the mm-hmm. Yeah. My home podcast is The Gaslight Hour. Please subscribe and listen. We don't drop content very regularly, but uh, we're working on that. I'm pushing my co hosts on it. If you want to see the archive, maybe, or of did my... you just find your four new co-hosts? That's the other thing. Ooh. To consider. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not giving up on Ted and Joe. They are saints. I'm kidding. I know. Um, but find my guest appearances archive at my library channel at Dogman Respector. And if you're interested in contributing to my work, you can see how to do so on my Twitter page. Awesome. So check can, it I, can I just say, uh, in, in relation to his podcast, um, you know, we always talk about, I don't know, this was used to be a thing we, we used to say that some, some of our favorite people aren't, aren't like the mainstream news isn't ready for them, right? Like we would, we would say up until recently, probably would say someone like Dave Smith, ah, the mainstream news ain't ready for him, right? Well, Ted is whatever this level of, of, of podcasting is, the, the minor stream news, wherever we're, we're at, we're in the humble it. stream. Um, Main Street, Main Street news. This, this format is not even ready for Ted, I would go so far as to say. Ted is a... He's an absolute well, wild man. Is what I was going to say, Ted is really an extraterrestrial in, in many senses, and he's one of the most fascinating people I've ever had the pleasure to meet. All right. Well, as and far I, as... And, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, you're the, you're the host here. Keep no, us no, on no. your schedule. I was just going to say, I, I totally understand respect for your hosts and not wanting to turn on them, uh, which is why you can turn into Electric Liberty Land starring Car Campit this Wednesday and uh, Felony Friday with Bird <laughs> Arkansas on Friday. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I got <laughs> Felony Friday. I like that. Nice. I like that one. I mean, yeah, I'm taking out Brian. The only thing I was going to say is you asked me what I learned and suppose that I didn't learn anything. But I do have one big takeaway from my appearance with you guys. Awesome. And it's that most people are far too trusting of spirits. Oh, <laughs> that is not what I expected to hear. Okay. I wasn't being serious. File that away. <laughs> File that away as you will. Very quickly in yeah. this conversation. I'm I like to of... play devil's advocate. Oh, I don't trust the spirits. I think I just respect them. So I I'm actively calling to... out a challenge to all spirits. I do not respect you. <laughs> oh, I do no. not oh, like geez. you. Oh, I will not. Doing this. Why I will not uphold your rights. You better not be talking about the saints. You realize I can't publish this now, right? You better I better not I be talking like about the saints spirits, of our church. No, no spirits. No, not one spirit. No, none of them are good. If Go you have a sleep paralysis episode as a result of this bird, Bird, I hear about it. I'll tell you what, if I, well, this is the, I'm a scientist. And so what, what we do in science is we subject ourselves to a lot of problems and pain in order to figure out what's going on in the world. And so what I'm doing is I'm issuing a challenge to every spirit from every world culture. Uh, Let's go. Let's do something. Are you including the spirits of the saints of our church? I would love to hang out with St. Anthony. It sounds like a fantastic time. Howie, what do you got to plug? I've got Anything? nothing to plug. Rico and Howie but, show? But I did learn. Oh, yeah, it's possible. If the you one plug thing it, me if back, you say it like it's going to happen, then it's, it's going to make you do it. I, yeah, I, just I, do it. That works. The one thing holding me back is I feel like you're going to keep me to a weekly schedule, and I don't know if I can do that. 
So uh, maybe we can work something out. But it, might, it, might, it might happen, started, but I did, I did a, learn. Started as a Patreon show, and then you don't need to be on any schedule. <laughs> oh, okay. there you go. I did learn Once something. Month, Howie. Once a month le- started. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. You I mean, that. come on. You could I, did learn, I did learn something today, though. I, oh, yeah. I guess I thought that Dennis Hester and Mark Foley were just aberrations, but apparently the RNC runs a pedophile network, or did. Yeah. yeah I I did at one that. point. I did not know that. And all I want to plug is to give us money at patreon.com slash lions of liberty because if you're still listening now, you probably have have money to give us. That's, that's <laughs> because because or you fell asleep or you fell asleep and you just woke up at this part and you're like, I do need to I had this dream where I had to join the Lions of Liberty Pride to get special access to something or other. I don't really know. But this entire episode was brought to you by Dylan House, who does pay us money every month, and he did get to choose today's topic. So I hope we at least broadly covered some of these issues. And and I think, especially, I mean, I think Dexter could do four hours on any one word we mentioned at, at any yes. point in this, as, as we all could in our, in our own ranty, ranty way. So uh, I think we'll have to recombine this crew at some point down the road in, in some format. Maybe we should do this on each of our shows with the same people. As I'm just tossing like ideas that. out. Like I'm idea. not trying to take over the gaslight hour. So we, get, but. so we get two episodes and you guys get two episodes and then... And I get 1% of it. And you get, yes. Very, we, very big bargaining step. we all go on the Rico step. and Howie show together to mm, call there you go. the whole thing. Well, shout out well, to, I'm sorry, his name was Dennis House. What was his name? Dennis Haster? Oh, Dylan House. Dylan House, yeah. Dylan House. Shout out to you, Dylan Dennis House. Haster. No, <laughs> no, we're not <laughs> well, yeah. no, let's not. Let's, let's, let's. You let's, let's my mom, brought this my mom finally took the picture of me and him down from my room. Like <laughs> house. All right. And I know, I know you guys are all going to fuck this up, and that's what makes me want to do it even more. Howie will probably give it a shot. But oh, until next time. Live free. Okay. Until next time. See you, Bob, man. Live long. And, and live, live free. free. Squaw! <laughs> Thank you. The squawk is what I wanted. <laughs>